Giuliani did an interview with Newsmax this past week where he effectively made his legal problems in Georgia so much worse, but not his criminal legal problems, right? He didn't make his criminal trial and the charges against him from Fonnie Willis. He didn't do anything to touch that stuff. The problem he made worse is the defamation lawsuit that was filed against him by two Georgia election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Because during this Newsmax interview, Rudy Giuliani once again appeared to defame these two women. They, they're already suing you for defamation. And now you're out there on Newsmax, a real media outlet, spreading more lies about them. Like that's, that, that wasn't smart. Now, before I read you what Giuliani said, it's important to remember that on August 30th, the judge overseeing this case, judge Beryl Howell, she issued a ruling that basically says Giuliani did it. Okay. So we're still going to have a trial, but we've already determined that yes, he defamed these women. So the trial is only going to be to determine how much he has to pay them. So Giuliani's mad about that. Like he's already lost it and he's going to have to pay money starting with about a hundred thousand dollars worth of their legal fees. And then the amount's going to go way up from there. So here is what Giuliani said on Newsmax about these two women. The case brought by those two women in Atlanta that threw people out and counted the ballots in private in violation of Georgia law. They're being represented by a Wall Street law firm called Wilkie Farr that is a multi-billion dollar law firm. And I don't think you get out of that law firm without paying a million dollar legal fee. They've probably run up about eight to $10 million of legal fees. I doubt that these two defendants are paying it. In fact, I have every reason to believe it's being paid for by organizations that are paying for similar cases, similar cases against Trump lawyers. Their interest is not in the case. Their interest is the process. In other words, they want to punish you by process. Okay. So you made multiple statements there that are actionable. The first one is you said they broke the law. So you are predetermining their guilt and you're effectively calling them criminals without charges filed against them. And without a conviction against them, that is defamation. You cannot say that just like I can't call somebody a criminal. If they were not convicted, I will get sued for that. And Giuliani just made that very strong implication that they broke the law in Georgia. That's one. Number two, you said they threw people out. That's a lie. That didn't happen. You said they counted the ballots in private. Well, you've pretty much already admitted that that was a lie because you've also accused these women by using videotapes of them counting the ballots. So your own idiotic talking points already refuted that lie that you just told. So there's three possibly actionable statements from Giuliani in that one quote that, I mean, that's one quote and there's three statements that could be actionable Two that are definitely actionable, you know, throwing people out, counting the ballots in private, definitely actionable. The other one that's a little more iffy, but if they wanted to, they could. So here's what these women could do. They can file an amendment to their lawsuit which may undo the summary judgment that they've already received. But if not, that will just add on to the amount that Rudy Giuliani has to pay them. And that's probably why he's pissed. 
So no matter how this happens, these statements from Giuliani this past week are going to result in him writing a much bigger check to these women. And it could result in him having to pay even more legal fees if they decide to file a separate defamation case based on these new statements, which they could also do. So no matter which way you slice it, Giuliani screwed. And I love the fact that he's like, you know, they're probably getting other people to pay for their legal fees. Oh, really? Like you didn't just have a fundraiser up at Bedminster in New York with Donald Trump to raise money for, get this, your legal fees? You're really going to sit there and act like somebody else paying somebody else's legal fees is a problem when you're literally begging Trump to do that for you, you scumbag. So I can't even with these people sometimes, like it's absolutely hilarious. The level of hypocrisy that they don't even see their brains can't process it, but that's what we're dealing with in Giuliani. He's scared. He's going to have to pay out a lot of money and he deserves every second of this discomfort. Republican House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan admitted in an interview after he was prodded a little bit by right-wing talker Charlie Kirk that he is totally willing to shut down the federal government at the end of this month if Jack Smith's prosecutions of Donald Trump are not defunded. So let me, let me say that again. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says that if we do not let Trump get away with crimes, we're just shutting the government down because the government's only job at this point, the only reason the federal government exists, according to Republicans, is to protect Donald Trump. Like that's it. That's all the government's supposed to do these days based on what these Republicans say. So here's what happened in this interview with Jim Jordan. Uh, Charlie Kirk asked Jordan if Smith's defunding and decreased immigration would be quote, bright red lines in an agreement to keep the government open before a September 30th deadline. And here's how Jordan responded. I think those are the two. I mean, truly unbelievable. Uh, so I, I think that issue is front and center. So th those are the kind of issues that you put on a bill that funds the government and you tell Chuck Schumer, really, you think it's appropriate for the Biden administration to, you're going to shut down the government because you think the Biden administration needs to be able to fund the prosecution of their opponent for the presidential election. Those are the kinds of things I, I think you have to look at to put on that bill that funds the government. And that's exactly what we're attempting to do. Well, aside from his statement, not being a real sentence of any kind, uh, you know, grammatically speaking, Jim, go back to school. But again, you're going to shut down the government if Donald Trump's prosecution is not shut down by defunding it like that, that <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people, at least thousands, possibly into the hundreds of thousands. If the government shuts down after September 30th, uh, thousands and thousands of workers are going to be furloughed, which means they stop getting paid. They stop going to work. Their agencies shut down. The federal parks will shut down. You know, I drive past two, uh, uh, you know, federal parks, you know, naval reserves, basically on my way to work every day. And every time there's a government shutdown, they, they put up these big blockades. You can't get in there to go down and sit at a picnic table by the water. Cause that's all it is. All the Rangers that work down there, they don't go to work anymore. They don't get paid for it. 
And that's just one example. It's all over the country. And it's, of course, especially uh, thick in Washington, D.C. So Jim Jordan was, was willing to put all these people temporarily out of work, say that you're not going to be able to feed your family because Donald Trump's being prosecuted. We're going to strip the U.S. economy of millions of dollars in economic activity per day because Donald Trump is being prosecuted. The rest of us, everybody in this country has to suffer because Jim Jordan and other Republicans, it's not just Jordan, they want to break the government so that Trump can get away with doing the horrific things he has been accused of. That's where we're at as a country today. That is what people like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they all want this to happen. And as I've repeatedly said, they all three have something in common. They're all three in very safe Republican districts. So they can do this. They can inflict this pain upon us because they know that they're not going to lose their seats. I mean, sure, the Republicans are going to pay for it in next year's midterms and Democrats will take back over and these Republicans will lose all their precious little committee assignments and whatnot. But, oh, well, right, you'll still have a job. Some of your friends might not be seen around the halls of Congress anymore, but you'll still be okay. That's why you have no problem with this. Because win or lose, you're still going to keep your job. While the rest of us have to suffer as you break the government to protect Donald Trump. I am firmly convinced at this point that one of Donald Trump's most favorite things to do in the world is to go on TV and give interviews where he admits to every single crime that he has been accused of. But it's not just in interviews. I mean, he does the same thing on Truth Social. He does it during his rallies. He's constantly going out there, giving his lawyers heartburn by making sure everybody knows that he fully admits to doing the things he is accused of doing in court. Here's what happened this past week. Donald Trump, of course, did an interview with Megyn Kelly. And during that interview with Megyn Kelly, Donald Trump freely admitted that, yes, I took the documents because I'm allowed to take the documents. He then said classified or not classified. It doesn't matter. I'm allowed to take them. He then said he doesn't have to do any kind of special ritual in order to declassify documents. You do like there, there is an actual legal process that has to be followed in order for documents to be declassified. But he admitted he took them and he admitted he stashed them down at Mar-a-Lago. And he keeps admitting this in interview after interview posts on truth social. He's admitted to what he was accused of doing in Georgia. He just loves to go out there and basically taunt the prosecutors and be like, yeah, I did it. I did all these horrible things. What are you going to do about it? (sighs) Like so many other instances, this interview with Megyn Kelly, legal experts, by the way, are already saying this will be played in court. Like during his document trial, they will probably queue up a video that has that clip with Megyn Kelly, that's got screenshots of his posts on Truth Social, has rallies where he said these things, 
other interviews. They will play them in rapid fire succession, overloading a jury with the evidence of Donald Trump admitting time after time after time to doing the things he's literally being accused of doing. Because what Trump still doesn't seem to understand, and he made this clear by talking about the Presidential Records Act in an interview last week, he thinks the Presidential Records Act means that he was the president, he gets to keep the records. But that's literally the opposite of what the Presidential Records Act is. The Presidential Records Act, as I've said ad nauseum, says that any record created by or for the president of the United States is property of the federal government. And it must be turned in to the federal government to be placed into the national archives. And Trump's like, no, the presidential records act says I'm president. I get all the records. (laughs) No, no. And the more you say it, the dumber you sound. But there's a reason Trump does this. It's because he is effectively kind of like Rudy Giuliani when he just, you know, possibly defamed those two Georgia election workers again in an interview last week. They're doing it to taint the waters, right? They're not testing the waters. They're tainting the waters. They're going out there saying this random, stupid stuff that makes no sense. That is definitely not based in law, but they're doing it in the hopes that some of the people who hear it and believe it may end up on one of those juries. That's why these things happen. So I know Trump's lawyers, again, have heartburn every time the guy goes on and does an interview because he's constantly admitting to these crimes. But Trump does it because he thinks there's, you know, that, that off chance that one of the people who hears it and says, oh, he's right. He is allowed to do this. Maybe that person's going to end up on that jury and I'll be saved. I mean, it's a long shot, but that's why. Trump does it. That's why Giuliani does it. That's why these other people do it. And the off chance that that one person or that two people, four, five, whatever, somehow magically they end up being the jurors deciding their fate and suddenly they get away with it because they had tainted the waters. listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fair and balanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fair and balanced. <laughs>